Hi, I'm Leanne Spencer, founder of Body Shop Performance Limited, best-selling author, TEDx speaker, and your host. This is the Remove the Guesswork podcast, the show where I interview influential people in the health, fitness, and well-being space to bring you the latest ideas on how to optimize your mind, body, and well-being. Welcome to the Remove the Guesswork podcast. As ever, I'm your host, Leanne Spencer, and my guest this week is Lucy Blythe. Lucy is the MD and co-owner of a company called Global EMF Solutions. Website is www.energydots.co.uk. That's Facebook is P-H-I, Phi, Energy Dots. Uh, Twitter is at capital P-H-I underscore Energy Dots. And Instagram is a simple at Energy Dots, nice and easy. The company provides simple and complete solutions to the adverse health effects of the modern day world. And very specifically, it's EMF. And if that's not a term you've heard of, you will have done by the end of the podcast. And I'd urge you to listen because it's a pretty serious thing that's impacting our health. It's impacting our well-being, our energy, our vitality. So it's important. Lucy has worked in the EMF protection world for over 10 years. She regularly speaks on issues relating to EMF. Their product, Energy Dots, has just been uh, announced as the official gift at the 2019 Grammy celebrations. So congratulations to Lucy for that. And also welcome to the show. Hello and thank you very much. Oh, well, it's good to have you with us. So let's get stuck straight in because the episode goes very, very quickly and I want to get as much value to people as possible and and allow you to talk about your product. So let's kick off then with what is EMF? Why should we care about this? EMF stands for electromagnetic fields and all of our much loved gadgets, much needed gadgets, so our mobile phones, laptops, computer, Wi-Fi, game consoles, they all emit EMF. It's a man-made electromagnetic field. Now, we are electromagnetic beings. You can measure the electricity of the heart and the brain. That's regularly done in hospital. But all of these artificial fields that we now have around us actually have a huge effect on the human body. So much as we love our gadgets and as useful as they are, we need to be aware of the health effects of them. Mm. So mobile phones, tablets, all those kind of things are emitting EMF, are they? They are all the time. Yeah. And obviously the Wi-Fi router, which is on all the time. Yeah. And those signals, as you know, they go through walls and, and so on. So yes, we are being affected 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Yeah, uh, particularly, I'm, not, I'm speaking to you from London, but any urban area, you're going to have this problem. And I actually put my phone and my other devices onto flight mode from about 9pm at night. But if you actually turn your phone on and try and find a Wi-Fi signal, it's going to find five or six different potential connections, sometimes more. So even if my phone's on flight mode, I'm going to be impacted in some way by the phone in the other room and the Wi-Fi router in the next door house, potentially. So it's, you're, you're literally surrounded by this stuff, aren't you? Absolutely. Unfortunately, with, you know, with most health issues, you, know, you, you decide what you eat, you decide whether you go to the gym or walk on the beach or do yoga or whatever. Mm. When it comes to sort of our energy well-being, our energetic health, we've lost control of all choice because even if you personally chose not to use any gadgets ever for whatever reason, you are still being affected by everybody else's gadgets around you. Yeah. I want to ask you a lot more about this, but how did you get into it? I was training to be a personal trainer and nutritionist about 
10, 12 years ago. And my daughter came back from school, first day at grammar school, and it was sort of, mommy, mommy, can I have a mobile phone? I'm the only child in the class without one. And it was a sort of desperate teenage hmm. plea, although she was only 11. I was hmm. hesitant already because I've done a lot of energy work over the years, a lot of yoga, a lot of meditation and so on. So I said to her, look, can you just let me have a look into this? And when I did, as a parent, I found it quite alarming. And to me as a parent, for me to give my child a mobile phone, I kind of likened it a bit to Russian roulette. It's a bit like handing them a loaded gun and say, you know, play Russian roulette. Let's hope you're one of the lucky ones. Mm. When you actually start digging into the research and looking at it, there is a significant body of research. Professor Ole Johansson, who's an expert in this field and works out of the Karolinska Institute in Sweden, he was quoted in the Daily Telegraph saying that are between... 15,000 and 25,000 peer-reviewed published studies stating that there is a biological effect. The World Health Organization has put these fields that you get from all of our devices. They have stated that they are a class 2B carcinogen. Now, the other substances in that category are things like asbestos, wow. chloroform, lead, not things that you would expose children to and not things you would expose anybody to 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Well, particularly right by your head. <laughs> exactly. Absolutely. Has... Or in your pockets. So around the reproductive organs as well. I know a lot of men in the health, fitness and wellbeing space will not carry a phone in their pockets for that very reason. They're very, very sensible men. Mm. The research on male fertility, because Researching male fertility is actually quite easy to do, a great deal easier than female fertility. And the research into male fertility is very, very clear. Carrying a mobile phone for as little as four hours or exposing sperm to mobile phone signals for as little as four hours has a massively detrimental effect on that sperm, something like 50% mortality. So they die and a change in their morphology. Mm. And the motility, sorry, the motility is the way they swim. So it affects the number of live sperm, how they swim, and also what shape they are. Mm -hmm. So it has a massive effect on male fertility. You talked about the brain. We do have safety standards. The mobile phone companies have to adhere to safety standards in terms of how much the phone can heat up the head. The problem with those safety standards that a lot of scientists are saying is that actually there is no safe level of heating. And children have much thinner skulls, they have more water in their brain, so the heating penetrates deeper into the brain. And we have, in this country alone, in the last 10 years, the incidence of brain cancer has doubled. So it's really something that we need to be aware of and need to be mindful of. Mm. You've now got the mainstream media reporting, the Daily Mail reported recently, that not only has the link between thermal heating i.e. using a mobile phone and brain cancer now being scientifically proven, but also that the mobile phone companies are sending warnings to their shareholders and alerting them to the fact that there could be issues. Now, they haven't sent any warnings to customers other than the fact that in your mobile phone, in a small print somewhere, for example, in an Apple, you go into general and you drill right down into the legal documentation. And it says to you, don't hold the phone next to your skin. Yep. Yeah. I found that and I will link to it in the show notes. I found the deeply buried in the privacy statement or something, yeah. but it's there. And that's why they sell it with it. They sell an iPhone with a pair of headphones. Exactly. And that'll be why. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they don't, I guess they don't really care how we use the device, but they sell it with headphones so they can say, Hey guys, we have told you it's deep, deep, deep in the 
privacy in our settings and we sell it with headphones. So, I mean, you were saying anyway, how you got into this. So your daughter came home, she wanted a phone, you started to look into it. Well, what happened then? My reaction was, she's the eldest of three. If I try and keep them away from mobile phones, it's just going to cause World War Three. And they have their uses. They undeniably have their uses. So my practical side thought, well, if there's this kind of a problem, somebody somewhere must have identified that and be looking for or have found a solution. So I started Googling to see what solutions are out there, found quite a few. And that weekend, my daughter and I, we live in a very small village in Devon, happened to be driving through the village and there was a little mind, body, spirit, fate on at the in the local village hall, which is pretty tiny. And we went in there and there was a lady in there actually selling energy dots and so I talked to her all about them. She muscle tested my daughter, etc. I bought a few for our family. And I then basically got into conversation with her. She developed the technology, but she wasn't, it was a very tiny business and was really only sort of selling in very small shows into practitioners and so on. My background is in international corporate communications. I worked for Visa International for 10 years. Right. And I was just finishing my course as a personal trainer, et cetera. And for the long and short of it, rather than investing in a child's gym, which is what I was going to do, which was going to be sort of energy and physical side of their health, I invested into energy dots with my partner. And we went from there, basically. And my daughter, who is now 20, actually works in the, in the business. In fact, she's the lady who gave you the handles for Facebook, et cetera. Right. Okay, very cool. Very cool. Okay, brilliant. Well, that's, it's a great story in. I'm always interested in what gets people into, you know, this line of work. I certainly didn't start out running a health and wellbeing consultancy either. It was a, a journey. But anyway, we won't go down down that route. Yeah. So you get nudged along the journey. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So I just want to get people clear on what devices release EMF. So it's mobile phones, but let's take a typical house, a typical household. What devices would be emitting EMF in that household? What should people be aware of? The mobile phone that they're carrying with them. Potentially, a lot of people have cordless home phones now. Right. They're called decked phones. Any computer, laptop, tablet, games console. If you've got a baby or a young child, you might have a baby monitor. Mm-hmm. A lot of people have smart TVs now, and those are Wi-Fi enabled. Obviously, you've got the Wi-Fi router. I think those really are the main ones. I mean, any electrical device will actually admit EMF. And we've worked with a lot of people over the years who've, who've become very poorly and debilitated by EMF. So some people will go so far as to use something to help on their hairdryer, even on their washing machine, fridge, and so on. But it's predominantly the wireless gadgets that we're using for communication, entertainment, business, mm. education. Isn't it the case the electric toothbrush also emits, I guess what we're talking about is dirty electricity in a way, isn't it? It's EMF. Um, the electric toothbrush yeah. does as well. The electric toothbrush and the other one that actually I would suggest that people are, are very mindful of is an electric blanket. Because if you're sleeping in an electric blanket all night, either on it or under it, you are subjecting your body all the time to EMF. Yeah. Particularly at night when your body's trying to do its cellular repair, that may not be the most healthy thing to do. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that, the idea actually of wrapping myself up in an electric blanket terrifies me. And then going to sleep, it's not something I would ever do. But, but no judgment. I do use an electric toothbrush. I have got a Wi-Fi router. I've got a 
two oh. devices quite close to me now. I do like the airplane mode, the flight mode, which oh, that solves the problem, doesn't it? Because it's no longer looking for a Bluetooth or Wi-Fi signal. So one small thing that you could do if you're listening in is just to start putting that thing on flight mode when it's in your pocket, flight mode when you don't need it, which is an interesting point about how often you do need a phone around you. But there are a couple of things, but I guess we'll come on to more actionable tips that people can put into place. What do we know about the effects that it has? What are the proven links and the real issue areas? Okay. I just want to just backtrack very slightly because one thing I really important thing I've got to mention is mm. smart meters. If you haven't got a smart meter, please, please, please don't have one. If you have got one, I would strongly urge you to, to read up into that and possibly think about not having that because yeah. it's another layer of EMS and for many people it's one layer too many. That's interesting. So smart meters, please do some research into those. But in terms of the health... Sorry to interrupt you. A smart yeah. meter. I think I was offered one of these on Monday morning. Is that the thing that you can program to say, I'm coming home, put the heating on or automatically detect? Is that what it is? Well, there, there lots of houses have got clever gadgets like that that can put the heating and the lights on and so on. But generally, when the utility companies are offering you a smart meter, it's to monitor your usage of electricity, gas, etc., so that you don't have to have people calling around anymore, checking what your meter is saying. Right. Okay. And that's another cause of EMF. Yes. Yeah. Okay. It got it. Okay. Sorry. Go on. You were saying. So in terms of the health effects, there are two main areas. One I've already touched on, which is the thermal effect. It's the heating of tissue from the mobile phone. And you know, nobody debates that, that there is a heating effect. That's been widely accepted forever. The question has always been, does that link to a brain tumor or indeed any other sort of tumor and you know there has been mainstream reporting now saying that yes the link is proven that it is still debated by some people and there are scientific papers that say no no it's all fine but I think the jury is very much moving along the lines of there is a strong link so that's thermal heating so if you are using the phone you know use it with headphones on keep it away from your head and so on and so forth and particularly important with a child mm-hmm. the other and what what a lot of people refer to sort of the iceberg below the surface it's what's called non-thermal biological effects so the emf that the phones are giving off is not like having an x-ray it's not ionizing radiation it's non-ionizing radiation but that radiation is affecting you at a cellular level the kind of symptoms that people often experience are one of the things that disturbs very quickly is our sleep patterns Mm. People get headaches, people get tinnitus, they can feel a tingling in their hands, some people will get palpitations, but for some people it's just a general sense of unease and stress on the body because those EMFs are affecting the body at a physical level. Mm. Now, I've in the past had a few sort of physicists and and so on to say to me, well, you know, they can't affect the body. Low-level electromagnetic frequencies do not affect the body. My question back has always been, if they don't affect the body, why do we use them to heal within the NHS? So if you break a bone very badly and it's not mending, your consultant may recommend something called PEMF, which is pulsed electromagnetic frequencies. So specific frequencies will actually be applied to the bone area where you've broken the bone and it it kickstarts the healing process. Mm -hmm. So You know, there are occasions when electromagnetic frequencies heal, but then some areas of society are turning around and saying, but the electromagnetic frequencies from the phones, et cetera, can't affect us in any way at all. 
There's a huge amount of research, for example, on sperm. There's research that shows that it can cause calcium leakage within the cell. And that sets up oxidative stress. It can create inflammation. There's all sorts of cellular activity that is disrupted by these fields. Mm. Yeah, I mean, none of, none of that sounds good. And you consider that we're pretty much surrounded by it. Okay, tell us about Energy Dots. What, it, what is that product? What's the basis of it? Okay, Energy Dots, in some ways, is quite old technology. People often look at it and go, oh, this is a bit new and wacky and, and strange. But actually, in some ways, it's quite old technology. As a society, we've used magnetic storage for a very long time. You've got a black stripe on the back of your bank card or gym membership card or, you know, Nectar card. Mm-hmm. They're all forms of magnetic storage, and they're programmed with numbers, specific numbers. When I was a kid, I used to program magnets. I would record the charts onto a tape cassette, the little brown ribbon that runs through. Again, that's magnetic storage, as is a videotape. Mm-hmm. Now, all of those aren't actually used very often now because we've got chips and CDs, etc. But magnetic storage is, is proven technology. The energy dots themselves are very similar. They are low-powered magnets, and we're using those to store information. The difference is we're using different information to a bank or a music industry or film industry. We are actually using a mix of frequencies. So we've we've worked out a particular recipe of natural frequencies that when they're applied to all of these man-made electromagnetic fields that we get from our devices, they alter them, they change them, they retune them so that they're not so harmful. How clever. Now, again, people sort of say, well, you know, that's a bit weird and wacky. But again, actually, it's quite an old concept. Mm. There is a law of physics called entrainment. And it was discovered in 1665 by somebody called Hugens. And basically, what it says is that when two oscillating vibrations, frequencies, energies, when two energies meet one another, they don't work in opposition. They don't fight one another. They will actually synchronize. They will fall into a pattern together. There's lots of examples of entrainment out there in the real world that we can actually see. So, for example, if you had two grandfather clocks and you swung the pendulums in two different directions and you just went away and left them alone, they will synchronize and swing in the same direction. If you put entrainment into YouTube, little videos that show metronomes, the piano metronomes that we use, and sometimes they've got sort of 32 piano metronomes and they're all set to swing at different speeds in different directions, just leave them alone. And within a minute, they have all entrained and they are absolutely in beautiful synchrony. Hmm. So Hmm. I've seen that, yeah. Entrainment is a very real yeah, it's a very real process. And all we've done is, is apply that process to this situation. So it's the mix of frequencies that we've picked. And again, another example of, of the power of particular frequencies is there was a very bad oil slick off the Gulf of Mexico in 2010. And obviously the oil companies have to clean it up. In that particular instance, there were two researchers who flew from, I think it was Princeton, flew out there and they actually played a particular frequency. It was the 528 frequency and some other frequencies. I don't know what the other ones were, but they they were open about one of them that they used was the 528 frequency. They played that frequency to the polluted waters for 24 hours and the water was clear. It was scientifically documented, but it was also very visible. You've got, you know, oil-ridden, dirty water, Mm. no fish, no dolphins. And within 24 hours, you've got crystal clear water with fish and dolphins. Wow. 
simply by playing the right frequency. Yeah, it's, it's incredible. Yeah. It really is incredible. Mm. So describe for me what these energy dots look like. So the purpose of them is to neutralize the EMF. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah. To retune it, to harmonize yeah. it. Yeah. So the smart dot, which is the core of the range, which is the, the dot that you would use on your devices, your mobile, your laptop, etc. It's a 34 millimeter sticker. It literally looks like a sticker. It's very flat, so it can go in behind your phone case or on top of your laptop or wherever, so it's not going to jut out or get knocked off or annoy you or irritate you or anything like that. It's just a very slim magnet that's got a very strong adhesive on it. You stick it onto the device, and because that magnet is holding that mix, that recipe of frequencies, and constantly emitting them, we call it passive micro-vibrational technology. It's not mm-hmm. powered by a chip or a battery or anything like that. It's just emitting those frequencies. And they retune. It's a little bit like listening to a crackly radio. You know, your body, if you're holding a mobile phone, your body's got that crackly radio all the time. And that's quite uncomfortable. It's not easy to listen to. It's not enjoyable. And that's how your body's kind of reacting to the mobile phone. You just turn the dial very slightly and you tune it in. You suddenly got an awesome tune that you absolutely love and your body's happy again. That's Mm. what the dot is doing to the EMF from the devices. It's tuning them in. So it's very easy to use. You peel off the back, you stick it on your device, you can put it behind your case, you can put it on the back of your phone, you can put it on your Wi-Fi router, your computer, and you will find that you're a great deal more comfortable around those devices. And quite often people don't even realize they're not comfortable. You know, we Mm. work with all sorts of people, some who know they're acutely uncomfortable, some people who just think they might be, and some people who just want to be cautious and and are concerned about this whole area. And the number of times I get a call back the next week or whatever going, wow, I didn't realize what I thought was normal really wasn't normal. Mm. You know, people feel more energized, they feel more comfortable, they feel relaxed, they can concentrate better, they're not getting headaches or feeling exhausted at the end of the day. You know, there's a lot of lot of us who perhaps are working below par mm-hmm. and don't realize it because it's been a slow process and then suddenly you get back onto a good level and it's like, wow, I feel yeah. so much better, I've got so much more energy. Yeah. So these things sound like an absolute no-brainer. How much are they? Single dots are £25. Any double pack is 35 And then we do packs of five smart dots because I get a lot of people who say, look, I just want to sort this out. But actually, I need 15 for the whole family. So we do packs of five for £60. Okay. So that's not much, really. So, you know, it's, what, £12 for a dot? Yeah. No, it keeps working. It's not like supplements. You haven't got to keep buying new ones or whatever. You know, if you had 15 gadgets in your house, you could do the whole house for £180. And if you actually tot up, because people often say, oh, well, that's actually got a lot of money. But if you tot up how much all that technology's cost you, it's probably several thousand. Mm. Yeah, and I think we've got to start prioritizing health. £180. Absolutely. A few cinema trips, some snacks, some coffees. You've soon spent that much. I mean, so it's, I guess it's not a lifetime thing, but they've got a very long shelf life. So once they're on the back of the phone, it's going to last quite a long time from what you're saying. Absolutely. Well, I'm slightly embarrassed to say that we haven't got them on every device around this house, but we will. I'll speak to you offline about that. So the obvious takeaway is to get energy dots and to start putting them on the back of your devices. But what are some of the other actionable tips we can leave people with to reduce the impact of EMF? Certainly what you've mentioned already, put your phone onto flight mode as much as you can. Yeah. 
I spent a lot of time turning my Wi-Fi off at night. I know a lot of people in many households struggle with that because people don't want it turned off at night. And also because you've got so much other Wi-Fi around you. But certainly if you've got a Wi-Fi router in your bedroom or too close to your bedroom, that's worth thinking about. Get mm. all of your technology out of your bedroom at night if you can. Don't sleep with an iPad on the bed and a smart TV at the end of the bed and a deck phone next to you. If you've got deck phones, perhaps think about changing to corded phones. Mm-hmm. Turn as many gadgets off as you can at night. I know a lot of people who actually only turn their Wi-Fi on in the day when they really need it. Don't use your laptop actually on your lap. Try and keep some distance between your laptop and your body. You know, if you've got a laptop on your lap, that's right next to key organs. It's, it's right next to ovaries for girls and all of the rest of, key, of our key organs for all of us. So just try and use it in a more mindful way. Keep it away from you as much as you can. And if you can, limit the amount of time that you're actually doing it. If you're, for example, if you're sitting watching television and you're actually holding your mobile phone, if you're not using it, pop it on the table just next to you, put it away from you. I don't know if you know Dr. Joseph McCullough in the US, but he said... I do. Yeah, I don't have the studies that he quoted at, at the time, but he said if you just take those things one foot away from your body, you mitigate the impact of EMF by up to 80%. So that's huge. So yeah. just getting it away from yeah. your body by a foot or two. I would add to that using speakerphone on your iPhone, but not in public, please. It's a real pet hate of mine. And, and utilizing the earphones that they give you when you buy an iPhone as well or any other type of phone. Use the headphones that they give you the earphones. I don't know if you know Ben Greenfield. Do you follow any of his his stuff? I don't actually know. So he talks, he's interviewed quite a few people about dirty electricity, as is the term he tends to use for it. But he has, so he's a health and fitness guy over in the US, quite big on social media. He's had a podcast called the Ben Greenfield Fitness Show, which has been going for about 10 years. I listen to a lot of his stuff. He built himself a house out in Spokane, Washington, and he doesn't have any Wi-Fi in there. So they deliberately built it predominantly out of wood and they've just got sockets where you can plug a cable in to get internet access. So there's very little well, I say there's very little dirty electricity in that home, but actually it's full of fitness gadgets as well that he's sent from various people and that he's bought running machines, for example, kick out a whole ton of BMF. So a gym is not a very healthy environment to be in, you know, if you're worried about exposure to EMF as well. Yes, I have tried to tell that to my personal training when we're in a metal shed full of electronic equipment. Yeah. It's not actually the most conducive environment to work in and actually interesting we've just started working on a lot of well three rugby league teams Wigan Warriors who are the champions in the Super League Salford Red Devils and London Broncos and they're all using smart dots on their gadgets they're all Mm -hmm. wearing buyer bands so when you see them working out in the gym these enormous great fellas who can lift weights that you know I can't even pick up they've all got their buyer bands on and they're wearing those Mm -hmm. 24-7 yeah, I really, I must say, I really love the technology and we will be buying some, some energy drops and putting them around the house and on our phones. What next for the company? What next? We've got a, a very exciting year coming up because we're working, as I said, these rugby league teams we're working with, we're working with all of their performance coaches to get data in in terms of their improved performance and particularly recovery times when they get into the season. You know, their schedule is phenomenal they're playing so many matches and obviously particularly with rugby you get a lot of injuries so we're, we're going to monitor all of that so to get that data back will be very exciting we're also working with a phenomenal talent guy, young 
guy called Ryan Vickers, who is a British superbike rider. He's just leapfrogged several leagues from he was a Superstock 600 champion last year, winning at Brands Hatch, which was phenomenal to watch. Mm-hmm. And he's now leapt up into this British superbikes. He's sponsored by the RAF team. So we're going to be working with him because, again, he's super fit. He's in the gym all the time. But, again, he's on an electronic device. You know, although it's fuel-powered, his bike, it's still got all sorts of electronics on it. They Mm. all have, you know, the rugby teams do as well. They carry GPS trackers in the back of their shirts when they're playing. Mm. Ryan has a very clever Bluetooth system. So if he does come off the bike, you kind of get airbags coming out of the leathers. So working with those professional, you know, top of the tree athletes is really exciting for us Mm. and we're looking to sort of get all the feedback from that we're very excited about the grammys we've just literally sent out to the office today six thousand smart dots all packaged up beautifully ready they're on their way to la as we speak ready for the vips and the celebrities who are attending the grammys in february 2019 um as musicians, we've found, I've worked with a lot of musicians in the past, we find that musicians really understand the technology because they understand resonance because they're, yeah. you know, they're musicians. Yeah. So I'm hoping that that's going to really be a good opportunity for us because I think the thing that's ultimately closest to our hearts, I'm really intrigued. I came into this business fundamentally as a mom. And the thing that is closest to all of our hearts, and there's three business partners, we're all family people, we are frying a generation alive collectively mm. and we all have a responsibility, whether we're a parent or not, we have a responsibility to the next generation. And we really just want to get that message out there that we love our technology. We're not anti-technology in any way, shape or form, but we need to be mindful of how we're using it. So yeah, absolutely. we're really just looking forward to a year of really getting that message out there. We've got some very exciting meetings over the next couple of weeks. In fact, one incredibly exciting one tomorrow which may help us to get that message out to a much bigger audience much, much faster so that people can basically be safer. Yeah, very good. Well, look, we'll link to everything we've talked about and obviously the energy.co.uk website, all your social media links. I've really enjoyed this conversation, Lucy. I hope people listening in have. And thank you very much. Thank you ever so much for the time. I really appreciate it. Interested in finding out what your health IQ is? Jump on our website, www.bodyshotsperformance.com and click on Take the Test. It'll take you through to a short two to three minute test. And at the end of that, you'll get a scorecard and a free 39 page report based on our six signals. Sleep, mental health, energy, body composition, digestion and fitness. And if you've enjoyed this episode, please think of someone who could really benefit from the content and hit that share button and send it across to them. And of course, don't forget to subscribe and leave us a rating and a review. Thank you very much for listening.